In a world plagued by participation trophies and overprotective parents, there are two men willing to stand against these heinous individuals, and they call themselves highly debatable. It is brewing over whether athletes should be awarded participation trophies. High school football coach sparking some outrage. His team won a recent game 91 to nothing. A parent for the losing team filing a complaint against a coach accusing him of, and this is the word that was being used, bullying. Will the madness ever end? Will our heroes triumph against all odds? Find out now on Highly Debatable. So if you were offended in any way at all by that intro, you should just stop listening right now, turn off your computer... Get out of here! ...and just probably never listen to this show again. This is a topic that we've been kind of brooding on for a while now, and we finally decided to tackle it. Yeah, we don't necessarily like the word wussification, so we just prefer to talk about it as the softness of America in its current state. And obviously the soft softness we're speaking of is mainly in sports for us. Having grown up in all kinds of sports, the way that things are coached and the way people treat sports nowadays is unbelievable to me. It's Look, as somebody who has watched children play sports now, my little sister, and now has coached multiple sports... You know, uh, uh, both of them being, uh, you know, girls from the age of, you know, 12 to 13. You know, the just, just from that experience alone, I can see the softness. Um, but... That's a word we're going to use a lot. Oh, yeah. The, the, the yeah, softness. The softness. Or my dad likes to say, Brad Luce likes to say, softer than baby poop. And that's can we that, say that on here? That is the that is the perfect way to explain most of these kids. Is it, it has gotten to a point where their parents bring them up this whole time through sports, through school, convincing that their kid that that they're special and that they're they're well, excellent and everything. It's and this movie. They're not. Everybody is special, no matter what. You're you not are special just because you showed up. You're not special. I'm. I mean, I'm not special. I'm, I'm not different. Special. I'm different. You are unique. Yeah, different is not the same as as special. Unique is not the same as special. Special means you you can do something. You're extraordinary. Yeah, extraordinary. There's something exceptional about you. Now, the thing is, is, is sports mostly have taken it and turned these younger ages in these divisions into just this mess, this mushy mess of softness. I mean, we have we have kids now that are playing in uh, games that don't have any scores. Get out of here! You play to win the game. 
You play to win the game. That is the reason you play sports. Look, kids need to feel the sting of losing. It doesn't do them any good to win at everything. Then your kid thinks they're good, and guess what? When they're not good, they're going to get smoked by somebody, and it's going to be a bad day. When they come into the adult world, when they get through high school, and they get into the real world, what what is going to happen to them? Are they just going to walk into a job and think, oh, hey, you know, I don't have to be good at this job because it doesn't matter, you know... If I'll just I get just participation show up, If money. I show up, that's a good enough job. Wait, hold on. We show up for this. Shouldn't we get paid? Well, yeah. Should we, we get should, some sort of we trophy? We should be on ESPN. Trophy we something. Be, I, I, I want something. I'm going to start complaining. I should be the next Bill Simmons just because I show up every day and do this. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, if they don't, I'm I'm, I'm offended and I'm being objectified. And you're soft. <laughs> um, I guess one of the main things that we both completely agree on and there are people in the world that think that they should be given is participation trophies whoever came up with this concept needs to be taken out back okay easy 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 it is so ridiculous to think that to award mediocrity yes that's exactly what you're doing you are awarding someone for showing up and you want to know what it doesn't those the kids that were the that the, were the losers. I'm I'm just gonna say it. The losers that got the trophies. Those trophies mean something to them. Guess who the trophies don't mean something to now? The winners. It doesn't mean anything to those kids because they gave it their all and they got the same trophy as everybody else. It, you you didn't earn it anymore. No, those that kids was, worked harder. They were better and they succeeded and they beat everybody. They deserve a championship trophy and everybody else. Well, tough luck. That's exactly how it's supposed to be, and. What you're really teaching these kids, you're not teaching the losing kids a lesson. You're teaching them, hey, you know, I tried, I showed up, I was there, didn't necessarily give him my all. That's the thing, too, is it, like, if you give a trophy to a kid that busts his ass, and it's a specialized trophy, like, hey, you were the hardest worker on the team, MVP, I have no problem whatever, with that. yeah. I have no problem with it. Most it improved be, player. Yeah, I have no problem with that. But when you give it to kids who are just showing up, they're there for whatever reason, you know, they kind of work at it, but not really. That's it, like that's like getting a bonus at work for showing up on time. I wish any job I had did that. That'd be <laughs> Hey, guess what? Incredible. You showed up to work most of the time, so uh, here's your bonus. You didn't do anything for us as a company, but you, didn't, you were here all the yeah, time. You didn't go uh, above and beyond your, your call of duty. You just... But what it really teaches these kids is, hey, I don't need to push myself. I don't need to become better. I don't need to strive for excellence because everyone is rewarded. Well, and look at this. When a coach pushes a kid to be better, to win, to actually win games and win a league, then parents get all over them. Because you want to know what? Parents are just overprotective now. They're getting upset that their kid's getting yelled at, that their kid's getting, you know, uh, told that they're, they're doing something wrong or guess what? Maybe that they suck today. Look, I heard it a lot. I heard it oh, a lot. I did too. There were times where there were times where my coach said, you are, you're just, you're piss poor today. You no, you, you're not, you're not good well, today. Well, both of us had Michael Dolan as coach. Yeah. That, you got to hear that at some point so you realize, okay, well, I got to improve so I can show this person that I can do it. Yeah. When... It makes you look within yourself to see what you are made of. And if you don't have these coaches that are able to challenge these kids, what are they going to learn about themselves? 
Well, you know what the parents want? The parents think that their kid is going to be in baseball. They think their kid's going to be in, you know, in the MLB one day, in little, you know, little league football. They think that these kids are going to be in the NFL one day, but they don't want their kids pushed or yelled at or or coached in a way that could possibly get them to that level. They think that if they just show up that they Eventually, Look, no one's handing out no level. one's handing out spots in the NFL. No one's handing out spots in the MLB. It doesn't happen. You got to earn it, and you don't earn it by by showing up at practice and not having a coach coach you. Well, and coach the correct way. I mean, you don't have to be one of these people that is cussing out kids left and right. But there comes a certain point where you have to push kids. You have to tell them their faults so that they can work on them and become a stronger player and everything is so restricted now that these kids aren't able to do anything and the kids that still are trying and busting their butts they get almost like pushed aside for these other kids because those parents aren't saying anything because their kids actually good look i when they get punished too yeah you look at like all these games where they claim the coaches running up scores, you know, the football game that was like 91 to nothing. There's no way that coach had his starters in anymore. So, obviously the kids that aren't getting to play a lot, the second, the third strings, they're going to go out there and, the, and they they're going to play as hard as they can. They want to play as hard as they want to show what they can do. Exactly. But then it becomes up to you to dig deep and try and stop these people. If the score gets that high on you, you have no one to blame but yourself. You never, in sports, have no. anyone to blame but yourself if you lose. I have no problem with the team running up the score. Score and score and score, because guess what? That other team is supposed to stop you. And if they don't, that's their fault. That's on them. If if they are in the same league as you, I mean, it's different. If you're an 8th grade team playing against a 5th grade team, then yeah, leave them alone. Don't be a jerk. But if you're two 8th grade teams playing against each other, and you're this, you know, same size school, all this... If you're in the same division, then if you're not good enough, prepare to be blown out. And don't expect anybody to feel bad for you. I mean, there's a certain level of respect that comes to it. You don't leave your starters in. You give your other players. You know I don't care about that. I'll leave my starters in. I wouldn't. I, I honestly, I mean, but if it weren't for the fact of like maybe worrying about kids getting hurt, especially at the higher levels, I wouldn't care. I, re- I really wouldn't. I, I'm, not, I'm not coaching or playing a game for somebody else's feelings. Well, it's not even that of feelings it's just to teach the kids kind of the right way to play the game no i want to build animosity and i want to make people hate people and not in all seriousness no i i i understand yeah it's to teach them that respect for your opponent but you only respect them so much yeah there is taking it too far yeah when you go out on the field you 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 play being overly cautious with respect yeah which is actually another thing we were going to talk about with this new rule system that came out in the state of Wisconsin for high school, which is... Oh my gosh, folks, let me tell you. Uh, this is by far uh, the most ridiculous thing I have just, ever read Let me just read some life. highlights of what is no longer allowed. There's no booing of any kind. No overrated chant. Many chants have been banned. You can't do airball. You can't do scoreboard. You can't say, you know... You can't do that. Fundamentals, warm up the bus, none of these things. You, you can't, can't even chant USA anymore. It's, it's, you I mean, can't 
in basketball games, you can't wave your arms or try and distract an opponent when shooting a free throw. You can't. So there goes home. There goes home field advantage. Yeah, there's you. They basically want you to show up to a game, sit down in the bleachers, sit quietly, and just watch. Don't enjoy the game. Just sit quietly. Just sit quietly. Just shush. And sit, sit the, the other thing too is, you're not even allowed to really compete because you're not allowed to celebrate a play expressively. Which is like beating on your chest, pointing to the crown, dancing, or any movement perceived to be drawing attention to oneself. But that's just so broad. You know, you give another player a high five, you could get penalized Look, for I, it. I, I want to tell you right now, I'm a good celebration, one where you incorporate your whole team, builds momentum for your team and hypes your team up to win a game. It does. If if I see another one of my you know teammates banging on his chest a little bit, getting hyped, I'm gonna get hyped up. You're taking the chance to get hyped up in a game. When it kind of gets the crowd into it, it builds the atmosphere. This you basically might as well just watch a game in a library. It'll be more exciting. Well, you, at least you could say this stuff. You could watch it at home, so you could just say this stuff and do this stuff. You could it's, watch it in Stamford Bridge. It's it's. <laughs> It's honestly well. That's that's the problem. Is it's old people. Well, there it's old people. Now it's probably young people with this. But over there, it's old people who don't want to stand and don't want to. You know, they want to be able to hear things. They want to be able to hear each other chit chat while they're watching the game. But this this set of rules that have been instituted in the state of Wisconsin are so absolutely ridiculous that I don't even really know how to necessarily express how I feel about them. Yeah, I don't think there really is a way. It eliminates the fans from the game. It's kind of just dumbfounding that a group of people got together and thought that this was a good idea. It sounds like everybody in in Wisconsin was so butthurt about being rooted against or being, you know, scored on and have somebody celebrating that some, a couple, you know, maybe a whole van full of soccer moms got together and got upset because... Uh, because Tommy was upset after the uh, you know the kid from the other team banging on his chest after he scored a touchdown. So um, you know, mom can't have that. Timmy can't be upset for more than you know five minutes because someone has to pay for their crimes against humanity. Well, I think it's just salty cheese, real salty cheese up there in Wisconsin. You know, maybe they'll start. Maybe it'll pass. You know, maybe the Packers. Maybe they, you know, those fans won't be able to do anything. It should get real well, interesting. Wisconsin is a public-funded university. Does this kind of you know spread to that? Oh, that'll be fun. You're going to get rid of Jump Around and Camp Randall? Good luck with that. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be great. So, But it's just the ridiculousness. It's, and there's no just, better word for it than that. That you are going to push something like this... On everyone, quit being so soft. I, I it, you know, it really drives me nuts. Again, I, I'm going to bounce back to a little bit to, to, to my coaching. You know, uh, when I, when you yell, I mean, like, and I, I yelled. I got upset because, first of all, they don't do what you tell them to do. Try telling a bunch of 12 year old girls what to do and see if it's successful. Because guess what? 95 percent of the time, they're not going to do what you told them. And I yell, and like all of a sudden, it, I, I feel like every parent that's there looks at me like I'm some sort of psychopath and I, I know I probably sound scary when I yell and I'm six foot seven 350 pounds I'm sure I look scary when I'm yelling but that's what I grew up with I was yelled at all the time 
by my coaches. And I was... There's a difference, too. There's a difference between yelling and, like, just giving the kid the business. No, I'm not, ber- I'm not berating these yeah. kids. I'm yelling well, that, at them. I want to clarify yeah. that for people. Yeah. That I when mean, you say yelling, it is just you're raising your voice, you're getting a point across, you know, you're showing them that this is important, I need you to listen to this. Well, look, my coach, I remember playing football at multiple levels and being grabbed by the face mask, grabbed by the shoulder pads, and yanked across the field and shoved into the spot where I was supposed to be, and you be right here! Right here! It shows that intensity, and you're not allowed to have that anymore. No, and I, and I felt awkward when I got intense. I need to coach at a level where I'm still allowed to get intense. So apparently, I have to make it to the pros. Yeah, it's just the only place that it's allowed. Well, if you just show up for work every day, you'll get there. All right, I, I guess I'll get there. I don't have to try too hard. I'll make it one day. They might write some letters to you, like they did to Cam Newton, though. Which this is another thing that is just ridiculous to me. People writing letters. To professional athletes for celebrating. First of all, I think this is kind of like a new thing. Why, why are you writing letters to Cam Newton about his celebrating? Why? 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 Does Cam Newton even care? I highly doubt it. I highly doubt he cares what any of you people say about what he's doing. Because you want to know what? He's making millions of dollars. He's winning football games. And he's having fun. Look at the kid. He smiles all the damn time. He's, he's dabbing, dabbing on him. dabbing on him. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, he doesn't care. And guess what? The whole world doesn't care. The whole world doesn't care that your little kid got... First of all, I don't know where this kid got this, like, you know, perception that that he was being a crybaby or that he was trying to piss people off. He was having fun. And, you know, nobody cares if your kid's upset. And, you know, good job, lady, you know, distracting your kid from Cam Newton's dancing by pointing to the scantily clad cheerleaders, watching them shake their rumps all over the place. You know, that's... that's, Hey, good choice there. Way to, you know, way to center to the right area. You're blaming this guy for you not being able to explain something to your kid. Take What's there to explain? Take responsibility. You say, hey, he just scored He's a touchdown. He's celebrating. He just scored a touchdown. He's celebrating. And, I mean, the kid was like, well, is he trying to make these guys mad? No. Eh. He's Well... I don't think that's the direct. No, no of it's him. not. He's excited. Indirectly, and he's indirectly, he, he made them mad. But you know, want to know what? A player from uh, the Titans was was dancing earlier, you know, right in Cam Newton's face. So you know, it's when he hits the, the dab game. on him and he upsets him, you know, I I don't care. I don't care if you're upset. I don't care if you're a Seahawks fan that's upset because he grabbed the 12th man flag that was being waved in his face and threw it. Look, he's not disrespecting your uh, donating to cancer societies and, and helping the homeless. That's not what he's disrespecting. You know what he did? He took something that was waved in his face. I don't even know he knows what it is. It's all crumpled up, and he throws it. You know what? If you don't want something thrown and taken from you, don't put it in front of somebody's face. Because guess what? If you put something in front of my face, I'll either take it and eat it if it's food, or I'll throw it. Well, the best part of that letter to him about the flag was the girl writes it, and she acts like the Seahawks are like this great organization, and you know, full of class act people, yeah, and that you know our quarterbacks are going to be helping out at hospitals and blah blah blah. I believe the Panthers had the most community service over the oh, last they, season. Oh, they have done the most community service. Not to mention, Cam Newton goes out of his way to hand footballs to kids in the crowd. Well, and he's like he's the taking... biggest face of Play 60, which is the NFL's program. That commercial's hilarious. Yeah. So, I mean... Be your mom's favorite player? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing, warming up my arm? Look, 
and, and Cam goes out of his way. He goes out of his way. He doesn't have to do this stuff. Nobody is, you know, there might be a PR guy that's kind of saying, hey, Cam, maybe you want to do this. Cam Newton has decided that he wants to give the footballs to the kids because he enjoys it. He enjo- I think he enjoys the look on their face when he gives them the football and sees how excited they are. He enjoys helping out. Well, I think he's one of the people that realizes that, hey, you know, I was a fan at one point, and this is what would have made my day. And, I mean, there are some kind of these superstars that are like that. Ronaldo's another one. He has a famous quote where he's, you know, I will never turn down an autograph, a picture, whatever, because I was a fan once too. And I think Cam really gets that, and that's why he goes out of his way to do that. And you, I mean, you can tell by the smile on his face when he does it. He genuinely enjoys it. Oh, yeah, he's, he's happy. You know what? He's a big kid. And he's having fun playing the game, and I'm really, I, I really am. I'm really tired of people ripping on him. I, it doesn't make sense to me. People call him a thug. He's not a thug. He's not a thug. He made some mistakes in college, maybe. He did some stupid things, but a lot of kids in college do some stupid things. You and I included. Yes. So that is something we don't need to talk about. Um, Remember that garbage can? Yeah. Let's not talk about the garbage can. Um, or the time that you were almost like, never mind. Okay, anyway. So, ripping Cam Newton for his apparent love for the game and his excitement for the game that he plays. First of all, I don't even know that I've seen somebody that gets that excited, as excited as he does to go out and play. He's, Brett Favre. He seems like he's, Brett, Brett Favre crazy, okay? I think, he, I think Brett Favre liked getting hit by people. I think he like that's like, he had a like death wish. It, it fueled him. I watched like Charles Tim and launch head first right into his skull, and like he popped back up. He was like up faster than Tillman was. I'm like, God bless America. You can't keep this guy on the ground. No, Cam is enjoying his time in the NFL. Leave him alone. First of all, no one cares about your feelings. No one cares about you know your perceived disrespect from Cam. To your team or to your, your flag or yeah yeah your uh, you know the stuff you're doing for Seattle's Children's Hospital because Cam was disrespecting that apparently look that's great I'm glad they do stuff for Seattle Children's Hospital that's fantastic but guess what when Cam Newton threw that flag he wasn't thinking about that there's no way in the back of his mind he's like wait if I throw this flag maybe I'm showing disrespect to people who are helping some three year old girl with cancer no. No, he's not. He grabbed it out of his face and he threw it. Who cares? Everyone's just so easily offended by everything. And it's just, it's really taking its toll on everything. Yeah, and now, you know, and now I want to talk a little bit, you know, we're divulging a little bit from the um, organized sports to more of like school sports. And we look and we see uh, these schools that... Um, ban tag at recess. Um, they take all the balls away from recess. And then, you know, you go into gym class and you see them, they take away dodgeball and they take away, you know, all this other stuff because losing in these games makes kids feel bad. Guess what? If a kid's bad at math and it makes him feel bad, are you going to take math out of the curriculum? If he doesn't like addition, are you just gonna, you know, if he doesn't get it, you're just gonna take it out because he doesn't get it. What about what about English? What if he can't write real well? You're just gonna take it out. 
You can't you, we can't cater everything in these kids' lives. Sometimes you got to do things that make you uncomfortable, something you're not necessarily good at, and guess what? Maybe you'll get better at it. Well, and really thinking back to like elementary school and things like that, you know, if you were one of those athletic kids, gym was your favorite part of the day because it was a part where you finally were excellent at something. And, I mean, I was pretty good at math and science and history, but I kind of struggled with English and, like, reading when I was growing up. So, you know, if I had a bad day, I have to read something out loud and I messed it up and I was getting down on myself. You know, you go to gym class and you're able to kind of express what you're excellent at. And if you take that away from kids, these athletic kids, you know, they're going to go through their whole life with their academics and they're not going to be able to excel at something and feel like what that is because you're so worried about offending the kids that aren't good at this physical thing. Well, look, you know what you're also doing? You're driving a wedge between the kids who enjoy these things and the kids who are upset about these things because when they're taken away from these kids entirely, then they're going to go after these kids who they perceive to have had it taken away. Nerds. Yeah, they're going to... And it is. It's going to drive a wedge between these kids and there's not going to be any connection. Look... There's something about the camaraderie of being on your dodgeball team with the random kids in class. You know, you get athletes on both sides. You get, you know, you mix in everybody else, and your team wins. There's like a, you know, everybody gets hyped for a little bit. Everybody's on the same team. That's kind of any sport you have to do in gym class where you get those mixed, you know, things. It's it's a good exercise in teaching kids lessons, and the more we take out of it the less lessons they're going to learn. And they're not going to be functioning adults. They're going to walk into these jobs and they're going to think, well, you know, I don't really want to do these reports. They kind of, I'm not really good at them. Can you just have, like, Jerry do them or Terry or Timmy? Yeah, eat lunch more because I'm good at that. Yeah. No, it, it, and it also goes with this, you know, this kids get their way all the time. Parents have gotten soft. Now the kids right, the teachers wrong, the kids right, the coaches wrong. You know, I can't tell you how many times when I'm when I was coaching softball that I, you know, we I had a parent come to me and say, "Well, why isn't so and so playing?" They're not good enough. They're not good enough. They're not good enough. And you know what? My if if I had told my parents, "Hey, I'm not playing," well, they go, "Well, what why are you doing you wrong? Yeah, what are you doing wrong? Okay, fix it." And then go talk to your coach yourself. My parents never talked to my coaches for me. My dad was my coach. You, you know, even when your dad wasn't your coach, your parents didn't talk to your coaches for you. And you respected your coach. And if you turned your head while your coach was talking to you, by God, if you did that in my house, oh, you were in for a world of hurt when you got home, especially if my parents saw it. It's bad news. And the same thing goes for in school. First of all, now they're what? Now they don't give kids zeros, and they uh, they let you get a better scored report card if you want it. Yeah, they still have your real grades, but they allow the parents to apply to get a report card with better grades on it. So you can so show it way, off to your family. So that way, when grandma you don't and grandpa come, bad. when grandma and grandpa come, you can show them that uh, that you know Bobby this got PAs good grades that you didn't earn. Yeah. Look, and, and, and now you got these. I have a girlfriend who's a teacher. Um, she has these parent teacher conferences, and 
parents come in and, you know, there's this perception that the teacher might be wrong. And when I was younger, that was never the problem. If my teacher told me that I was having, if my teacher told my parents that there was a problem in class, you know damn well that I'm in trouble when I'm at home. Well, because it came down to respect. Your authorities. There's there's an authority and you need to respect them. And it's going it's going away across the board. We see it with kids and teachers. We see it with athletes and referees. We see it with athletes and coaches. We see it in society with the with people and police officers. We see it everywhere. This blatant disrespect for authority, just refusal to listen and to not do what you've been told to do. And it's part of this entitlement, thinking that you don't have to do what you're told to do, because people call you your whole life, give you everything you want. You know, it, it, it really these these people that are making these up these perceived problems are making up these problems because they've been coddled. Well, they have nothing else to worry about. It's first world problems. You think about it. You know, America for a really long time has been very successful, and I mean, yeah, it has its problems. But a lot of these people, they just need to make up perceived problems because they got nothing better to do. So they think, hey, you know, well, let's reform this because my son's not really good at this sport, but I still want him to feel good about it. Or so-and-so's offended by something. Let's change this. Yeah. And it's softness. Quit being offended. I'm going to tell you in the long run, the only reason people act like they care about your problems is because there's money in it for them. Lawyers, there's money in it for them. People that are trying to reform these laws, there's money in it for them. There's more time in office for them. They don't care about how you really feel. Nobody does. Nobody does uh, does besides maybe your, you know, maybe your mom and dad, maybe your brothers and sisters, maybe your significant other. Nobody else cares how you feel. Act like an adult. Put your nose to the grindstone and work at something and, and, and try really hard not to be easily offended because it drives me nuts. When it just comes down to personal responsibility. Because nobody wants to take that anymore. Yeah. That's another topic for another day. No, but no, no it, it's, but it's, it's kind of part of this. It's the entitlement, which is derived from being soft. And it's just, it, I, I, I really can't handle it much longer. There's these perceived problems that people have. Trust me, people have it way worse all over the rest of the world. Well, that's the thing is, if... Your biggest problem is you're worried about your kid being offended or hurt because he's not good at sports. You need to take a long, hard look at what's going on in your life. Yeah, oh, absolutely. First of all, get over yourself because you're probably holding on to some old-ass dream that you've been, you know, you're wanting to go to the NFL years ago or whatever or the hell it was. you know, you weren't good at sports and you always felt bad. So now... You want your you kid to be to, this yeah, warrior, and for, your kid, you, you, your kid automatically feels bad before they even said anything to you. Look, part of life is feeling bad, absolutely. so you know what to avoid. If your kid feels bad when he plays sports, he shouldn't play sports. But you also, without the bad, there is no good. You don't have that. You, you, you there's no, there's no. Now we're getting philosophical. Yeah, but you have to have the bad times to to appreciate the good times. If you don't, everything is just bland. If you're constantly given everything you've ever you know wanted, 
It's bland, not having to work for something. I remember buying my first car and how excited I was. And sure, it would have been nice to be given my first car, but I took care of that car even more because I knew I paid for it, I worked for it, and that was mine. Well, I remember winning my first trophy. Absolutely. You had to earn it. You had to put the work in every day, every week, every month. And I I mean, I didn't win my first trophy for a good four years after I started playing sports. Yeah, I mean... So, I mean... And back then, I mean, you would get, like, a ribbon or something if you got to the playoffs or something like that. Who cares? Yeah. I never really was proud of those. I was you want proud. the hardware. I, yeah, you want that big trophy with a dude on it. And, I mean, I had gotten awards for, like, you know, what I was talking about earlier with, like, most improved or hardest working or whatever. Stuff like that. But that's things kids should be rewarded for because it teaches them that later on in life, hard work is rewarded. And now you're taking that away because you are sitting here and you're saying, no, just showing up, just being there is a reward in itself, and that's false. And look at this softness in general. Matt and I had this discussion a while ago. This softness in general we think is going to end up detracting from sports like wrestling, sports like hockey, that are hard-nosed, that are tough, that are going to bust your ass every single day you're there at practice. There's, those sports are going to start to dissipate. They're, supposed to, they're going to start to be gone because kids won't be able to handle that. Well, and yeah, the coaches won't want to coach because they'll be so worried about these parents filing suits and... Being all up their ass about I had to stuff. I had to run until I puked, and then I had to eat my puke, and then I had to run again. I okay. Mean, I, I, no, but it, with wrestling, I mean, you, you turn up the room to 90 degrees and you wrestle for an hour and a half. I mean, that's a thing. And, and While wearing garbage bags. Yeah, that's illegal. We didn't do that. Um, the... No, but that's the thing, and that's that was the difficult, you know, the difficulty in those sports. But that's not going to exist anymore because kids are too soft, their parents are too soft. They don't want their kids pushed too hard. They don't want their kids to sweat. They don't want their kids to puke. They don't want their kids to feel weak at the end of a practice. And to me, I guess I don't know. That was always the greatest feeling because I knew you achieved something that I had worked my butt off that day. Yeah, and I knew that it was going towards a goal. And. You don't get that nowadays. These kids are taught that no matter what you do, you were good enough. And that's not true. Because those days when you are not good enough, when you get your ass whooped, those are the days you need. Because those are the days that make you sit there and go, okay, do I want to keep doing this? Do I want to feel that feeling again? Or do I want to push myself so I never have to feel that again? Yeah. And, I mean, we were talking to Brett, our good friend, about this, and he kind of used his own story in basketball. He said seventh grade, he barely played at all. And then eighth grade, he said he worked his butt off into eighth grade. He was the best player on the team, and he was the best player on his team into high school. You know, he holds records. Yeah, in, at his school still. In, in his school, in his <laughs> conference. And, I mean, so you, you just look at that. If you put the hard work in you will be rewarded. But you're not always rewarded. No, and that's okay. You'll learn from not being rewarded. As kind of like a final thing, just kind of like my final note on this whole thing, I want to say this. You're not doing your kids any good 
by coddling them, by fighting for participation trophies, by not letting coaches push them to their full potential. You're not helping your kids. You're hurting them. You're taking away chances for them to really succeed at something, to become good, to become great, to become the best. Because suffering and that pain is all necessary in that path. And it's okay to comfort your kids in those moments. We're not saying that. Look, We're I lost. Saying... Yeah, I lost wrestling matches, and my dad came and hugged me. Yeah, you know, it, and I and, I'm, and I cried. But it needs to be with that level of hey, you know, I know this hurts right now, but you got to get back on the horse. You have to get back up. You have to dust yourself off. You have to keep working if you want to be better. Don't make it so you don't have this feeling again. And you have to do it yourself. And you don't can't. do your kids a disservice by trying to do everything for them. Let them get in trouble at school. Side with the teachers. Side with the coaches. Side with the referees. You know, your kids need to learn what it's like to be told no and to lose. It's important. It builds character. Puts a little hair on your chest. Some fuzzies on your nutties. Whatever you want to, you know, whatever you want to say, it helps you grow up. When it helps you become just a better person and a better version of yourself. Because, I mean, even look at this. You know, we haven't kind of taken off like we wanted to. And, you know, we're not sitting here lamenting it. We're, we're working hard. We're pushing ourselves. And I think had we been in this generation that is coming up now, we would have made a couple episodes... We would have saw that, oh, well, no one's really listening to it, so whatever, and it would have fell by the wayside. And look, I'm going to be honest with you, um, we do this for ourselves mostly because I think we just enjoy it. Of course, we want people to listen, but we enjoy doing it, and we like venting, and we like getting this stuff out, and we like talking about this stuff, we like discussing it, and so we just thought, why well, just discuss it amongst ourselves? Maybe a few people want to listen. Um, and that's well, It really came about because we were told that, hey... You know, you guys have really good conversations, you know. They're interesting. They're, they're interesting, dynamic. They're provocative, yeah. you know. And so we felt that, hey, you know, if we can get more people involved and get a dialogue with more people, you know, maybe we can start to make an impact with the ideas we have, with how we feel about things, and we can actually do something we enjoy. Yeah, and so that's the biggest thing. Yeah, so just remember, we don't care about your feelings. Uh, we just care. That no, you we listen to yeah, this. And you know, if you're hurt, if we upset you, or if you agree, let us know. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter. It's called highly debatable for a reason. Yeah, we it's want not just so we debate. No, we it's want so you guys to debate can. with us. Yeah. So Facebook, Twitter. You know, we're on Stitcher. We're on the podcast app. Give us a listen. Give us some comments. Give us some feedback. Give us something. You know, talk smack to us on Twitter. I don't care. Tell us we're morons. I love it. I will like that tweet. I'll share it. I'll retweet it. I'll save it as a favorite. I'll print that thing out he'll and follow tape you. it to my wall. I'll, fo- I'll follow you. Yeah, like in real life, he'll show up and I'll follow <laughs> you. I know where you live. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Um, this is kind of what we want to start doing more and more of is these kind of shorter episodes. More where controversial. We kind of- little more controversial we kind of delve into one topic instead of like you know talking nfl and i mean these are a little more cultural than sports but we try to tie sports into it so let us know what you think i'm matt dolan i'm dylan loose and this is highly debatable